this liberal um, uh, constituency that she has. She does. She isn't representative of the people with these um, with these bedrock ideas that she has. Okay. So moving on from there, let's go to, I want to say Blexit, okay? So um, out of the um, the conservative, uh, out of CPAC that's ending on Tuesday on, on I mean, excuse me, uh, tomorrow on Saturday, on Sunday, there's Blexit, hashtag Blexit. This is made very popular by Candace Owens. And Blexit, there's a conference happening in Richmond, Virginia, specifically. We're about to have a Blexit segment in about two seconds on this Call of Powers radio. There um, to confront, um, you know, uh, Governor ready. Northam and everything happening with the racism there. But they're trying to get um, blacks to exit the Democratic Party. And there's, and, and there's not, there's so much of that happening. Huge support. Um, from um, the black community wanting to get out, you know, hashtag walk away. And so hashtag Blexit Conference at Richmond, Virginia. If you're anywhere near there, you can go. It's from 3 to 6 p.m. at the National on 708 East Broad Street in Richmond, Virginia. And Candace Owens will be speaking, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and others. And one thing they point out on the page that I'll link below where you can go and register for your ticket to attend is, um, you know, they they call it the left, but I'm going to call it the corporatist cabal because that's what it is. It doesn't have a side. They just use whatever they need to to get to their corporatist ends. And so they say in there, you know, they don't care about um, any of the inequalities between us all. They don't care about our inequalities or our what we've gone through um, in our lives. They only mine our collective emotional pain and use it to control us. And I thought that was said so well, how they just socially engineer these movements, this race war, which is very much just a media race war, okay? and use it to control us so that their narrative looks real. When they're passing regulations, they're passing laws, they're pushing the Green New Deal, they're pushing all this stuff. It's not that people really, by and large, believe any of it. It's that the media puts it out as if it's really happening. So, Blexit, you can check that out on um, Candace Owens on her Twitter feed, at Candace Owens. I don't know if she's still, still um, red pill black, uh, but yeah. Okay, moving on from there. Uh, they're also trying to push, um, I'm going to get to Nexium and what's happening there with SNC uh, Lavalin and Trudeau and the whole Canada thing. But I want to cover a few other things here before we get there because um, Ron Paul did a great um, live stream today talking about uh, pushing the draft okay we're, we're they're pushing this new war with venezuela this could very well become a very live very real war in our um current day and of course we have this push of the draft another media created push they're trying to say feminists want the draft it's the women that want the draft no 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 folks they want the draft the the the, the military industrial complex wants the draft of women because they want women registered in the same way men are registered. Now, anything that's registered means it no longer belongs to you. That's why you have to get a marriage license. It's why you have to register your car. It's why that men have to register at 18 years old 
um, to be draftable, which means you no longer own your own body, your own car, your own union with that person you love. You give it away in exchange for this certificate, which means it's rented back to you. It is leased back to you. It is yours as long as they say it is until they want it back from you. And so registering women for the draft is that same thing where um, it is a um, let's, you know, commit this crime against women in the same way we have against men all these years. L you know, there's no war we have fought that is a valid war in this country for, um, you know, about 100 years. I mean, First World War, Second World War, both of those were contrived to get the United States into them, planned that way very much. Wars, period, folks. Wars suck, and they are completely invented to profit the very few at the expense of the destruction and lives of the very many and the billions and billions of people affected in these wars. And um, so don't believe the hype about the draft, okay? Um, having women in combat fighting with men um, drafted in the same numbers would be a slaughter fest. And this is not saying women can't be in combat or be super awesome um, in their physical prowess. It's like saying when you look across the board at all the transgender uh, women, the men who decide they're going to be women and go compete in sports and then become number one in sports in those fields, whether it's wrestling, track, all that you stuff we're seeing, um, well, it's because we're two different sexes with two different sets of uh, biology. That's just reality. And so no to the women in combat. It's, I'm not saying don't do it if you want to do it, but um, no. This trying to get women into the draft is trying to get humanity as under one huge registry so that they can take away everything from us, our parental rights, um, you know, everything across the board. You get women drafted, then the next thing you know, uh, you get control over children, you get control over everything. We don't want it, folks. It's not a feminist issue. Don't believe the hype. All right, moving on to the next thing i want to get i guess i'll get into nexium now and then we'll go we'll go back to some of the smaller things but i wanted to talk about nexium and what happened um what's going on with trudeau and this whole um snc lavalin um, situation so today there was another hearing in um in new york in brooklyn okay where uh uh, this was the Frank report again, pointing this out, where it looked, it was very well ex executed, according to um, Frank Perlato, who does a lot of the Nexium reporting. He's on scene for everything. And he basically said that Judge Gar um, uh, Garafis was extremely, um, just orchestrated the whole thing beautifully. And this is in the same auspices of, um, is it o O'Donohue or O'Donovan? the U.S. attorney that, um, or the DA that, uh, that's been running the show of El Chapo, Nexium, all this interconnected stuff um, to do with Mexico, Middle East, uh, you know, Nexium, all these cross-the-line criminals. And I want to put out there in the beginning of this, folks, is a lot of people don't understand that Canada has its own mafia, okay, just like the United States, just like everywhere else. Canada has a huge drug-running mafia, the same as the U.S. and Mexico, etc. So 
that we're going to find as this plays out more that this is a mafia connected drug running situation and i mean, can't get into that in this video but upcoming this spring we're going to talk more about that but so today in new york i mean yesterday in new york uh u.s attorney moira penza who's who's running she's she's the prosecutor she says new charges um um could be superseding that there'll be superseding indictments coming up that there's going to be new charges brought okay in march and um that there could possibly be new people indicted so we've got keith ranieri nancy salzman her daughter the bookkeeper um and claire bronfman okay and so this is all tied in, very, very tied in with everything going on in this new Trudeau scandal to do with um, SNC-Lavalin and um, Sarah Bronfman and her marriage to Igit, uh, what's his name? I can never pronounce it right. Egit, Basit Egit. They can't. The machine. Uh Take it as you will. We're going on to the next. I'm giving you a taste. Of all the real news, check out the full videos on YouTube. Hey everybody and welcome back to You Are Free hey, to blow the whistle on so much hidden news. Andrew Breitbart was truly a trailblazer and uh, is very much forgotten and it holds a standard of journalism that we all, uh, uh, you know, aspire to. And so rest in peace, Andrew Breitbart, thank you all you did and basically folks he had a heart attack um after um being about to expose and some very intense information that seems to have now come to light through wikileaks and other places to do with hillary clinton and john podesta and some of the very much more nefarious activities they're involved in um to do with pedogate to do with all these other things that are now being exposed and um, we continue to fight for the exposure over these issues. So moving on. Okay. I was talking the other day about Elon Omar um, being um, brought into the spotlight by Ali Alexander, uh, Laura Loomer, Laura Loomer. They held that co press conference I was telling you about yesterday at 3 p.m. at uh, CPAC and um, there now is a new petition going out again. Um, I will link it below where you can sign. Basically, it's to get um, uh, Elon Omar removed from office on the grounds of uh, immigration fraud and committing crimes. Uh, basically, this gets into big things I'm going to get into later. But I'll, I'm going to start here and just let's do Elon Omar here, okay, for a second. So yesterday they did their press conference so okay a few last week and a few days ago earlier in the week they were in minnesota and they were trying to laura loomer was there with ali alexander and also um uh uh sorry jacob wall who put the petition together trying to get um Elon Omar, the representative, the Muslim woman representative who now wears a hijab in um, Congress, um, to sign an affidavit saying um, that she uh, did not marry her brother, basically. And so uh, that, you know, an affidavit, a sworn affidavit that she never married her brother and also trying to get her to release a copy, a list of her siblings and also um, 
yeah, so that's what they're calling on us to do is to sign the petition um, and insist with your representatives that a list of her siblings be made public and that, um, folks, if you want to support this and support this um, effort, you can go to culture.com. That's, and I'll link it below. It's C U L L L T U R E.com. There's a fund there. You can donate if you want to help um, this cause go forward. Robert Kraft of the Patriots, J and forced to perform, uh, you know, multiple uh, sex acts per day with men for very low pay and very squalid conditions. The police departments um, have said, uh, the detectives involved have said it's absolutely horrible squalor that these women and girls are living in. And um, this is happening in spas all over. And this is um, rights for Asian women, right? Rights for um, women being sex trafficked, and and some of these really look to be girls. And so, when you have this reform alliance, and you have this, let's get there and be there for the people who are being, um, you know, you know, um, who are suffering the most for for the victimless crimes, or say you're the victim in the crime. So you're a, a pretty much a forced sex worker, and you do this out of threats to your life, your livelihood, money you might be trying to, um, you know, give to your family, send back to a country. Um, then you get in trouble for these crimes. So very interesting um, to have all of this unfolding. Okay, the other thing, very important, going back to Elon Omar and CPAC and what just happened with this press conference with Ali Alexander and Laura Loomer, is that we have, there's a huge list that Barack Obama put together and had Preeta Bansal put together. I've talked about her in multiple videos. She now teaches at MIT, is involved in the very much Twitter, um, uh, Twitter, uh, who is controlling Twitter in how they do their social um, censorship out of this thing called the Laboratory for Social Machines at MIT very Saudi-run, all of this. So Preeta Bansal is an attorney. She did um, tons to get the, um, the, all of the crime that came out through HSBC to get that sort of thrown under the rug to do with the fines and the fraud and the Clinton Foundation and all of these ties to um, everything. Where's the punishment? I want to see some punishment. I forgot what movie that was from. I wish I could remember, but <laughs> that is so appropriate. He put together a list at the request of Barack Obama to find thousands of Muslims that um, could be electable and could be put in Congress, could be made judges, could be become AGs, um, could be social leaders, uh, could be all kind across the board, okay? And so we have Elon Omar. Was she on that list? I am trying to find out. If people can put links below, um, I wonder about her and Rashida Tlaib and other people that seemingly came out of nowhere and then made it into our Congress. Um, and people always say, well, you know, you can't just say Muslims, whatever, um, you know, have some specific, you know, conspiratorial effort to take over our country. However, we have Barack Obama asking for a list of thousands of people put together by Preeta Bansal 
through John Podesta, okay, very connected with John Podesta, and that this list was to go to Hillary Clinton when she was supposed to be president, okay, to for her to then instigate getting these people into office and through the DNC and with John Podesta. And so this is a conspiracy when more than one person creates a secret effort to do something. It is a conspiracy to have a um, preferatorial um, selection and treatment for uh, Muslims to take office and control positions in this country. And that's what we see happening in all of the Western countries, um, England, the UK, you see what's happened there, and of course, throughout Europe. So moving on from there, we'll, we'll just see, but go sign that petition. It is linked below and you can read and get uh, educated before then. And, you know, we have Elon Omar, um, you know, m quietly deleting her tweets of all the anti-Semitic comments she's made, um, very um, connected to care, um, very, um, you know, Sharia law supportive. She does not represent the people that elected her. That's the crazy thing. Um, in the Everybody should have rights, but it seems like certain people use, derive their righteousness from uh, the righteousness of standing for civil rights. They base their moral, uh, I don't know what credit off of the civil rights thing, and then they will fight for everyone's rights but black people and if you say if you want our vote we have to hold you accountable then they want to shame you into why nothing has changed and why people that have been voting democrat all this time have gotten absolutely nothing and they're blaming it on the people that voted for them it's just unbelievable. oh not gonna play with you at all about it not gonna play with you at all let's go ahead and do this here now when I told her that what she had done, I had made the statement there on Twitter. I made the statement to her that I posted Kamala's tweet about passing the Equality Act. And I said, for all the folks who said we can't expect a politician who is asking for the black vote to do things specifically for black people, where are you to tell Kamala that she cannot do things specifically for gays and transgenders? Hold this. Because she is transgender, so she can do that. To which Monique And I don't have a problem with it. Just come on out and, and say that's what you're representing and that's what you're about. Don't pretend and use the fact that you appear to be a black woman and tell black women to vote for you and you don't give a damn about what's happening with black women or their children responded to me directly and said finger. i didn't say that now you all heard what she just said she said i didn't say that i said that things are done for americans whether poor middle class lgbtq such as health care employment criminal justice benefit black people and i said we need to bring the agenda for policies we want specific to our people that's a lie now i'm going to just call you a liar monique now you're lying you never said that last part no, you didn't. That was not what you said. You tried to say some spin statement, but that was not what you said. That was not what you said, Monique. And listen to what she's saying. Things done for Americans benefit black people. But do you notice that Monique is not going to gaze and saying that things done for black people will benefit you? Did you notice she didn't say that?
She didn't say that things done for black Americans will benefit you gays. So do not ask or demand that Kamala do something specific for you, like the Equality Act. What is done for black people will disproportionately affect you gays because aren't you minorities like the blacks are? Aren't you minorities like them? So notice this swill, this sewage, this crap that they try to feed us. They don't try to feed gays. Don't you say a damn thing about me sitting up here raising my voice over this. You all aren't used to the idea of a black man speaking in an uncompromising fashion and letting you know that this is something he's concerned about. You want him to sit up here and speak like Obama, like you don't give a damn. Egypt, I don't know how to say it, but basic Igtet, I-G-T-E-T. -T. Okay, so let's cut to the chase on the annexium part of it. What's coming out is that Stephen Bronfman the brother of Sarah and Claire. Okay, so Claire is the big Nexium bigwig. Okay, she's being indicted in New York. The Bronfmans are a huge billionaire um, uh, Jewish family, Canadian American. Stephen Bronfman is the only one that still lives in Canada. Claire um, lives in New York, up in up northern, New, you know, not just Albany area, had been, um, and Sarah is had been in switzerland she's kind of all around but because she married this um basic egypt he was a he's libyan and the son of um, a big um investment banker um out of libya who is in prison because of stealing money during the whole takedown of Gaddafi. billion you know millions and millions of dollars and so so Sarah Bronfman married him, and she immediately became part of the U.S. Libyan Chamber of Commerce, and there's a whole huge money scandal there, but not only that, but there was a huge push to get Basit Egypt to, to try to do a social media coup to become the new uh, leader of Libya, and nobody's talking about this. This was just like they do in Cuba, just like they're doing when they try to bring the caravans up from Venezuela, this was a Facebook, um, you know, they don't get censored, <laughs> Facebook, all the, um, all the social media stuff was there was a social media push to try to make this coup happen with um, Basit Egypt being pushed as the new leader of Libya. This is Sarah Bronfman's husband, okay? And so what happened is with SNC Lavalin, this has huge connections to Stephen Bronfman, the brother, who's the one that still lives in Canada. He's a massive liberal uh, donor and fundraiser for Trudeau, as well as having this huge hedge fund hugely connected with SNC Lavalin. SNC Lavalin is um, one of the biggest engineering firms in the world and hugely was involved with um, Muammar Gaddafi, um, everything going on in Libya. Now let's not forget, Muammar Gaddafi was actually doing tons of great stuff in Libya, even though he was definitely a dictator doing, you know, harsh, horrible things as well. He also um, wanting to create um, amazing water systems for the people um, of his country to protect against, um, you know, the stealing of, of water resources by the globalists. He was anti-Federal um, Reserve. Um, gold-backed currency, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, um, individual Libyans um, getting uh, 
money from the from the oil reserves of Libya, all of this stuff. Okay, and um, and it was uh, one of the less um, radical places to live as a Muslim. So now we have the open slave markets, we have a free for all, and this is what they're planning for Venezuela, folks. So no war in Venezuela. Um, so important that they're about to do the same thing. And, and Venezuela is a, a crap show, we know this, but we can't pretend, we can't get into the same old, oh, we want to go help the Venezuelans, it's baloney. Okay, so back to Basit Egypt. So he, his father in jail for stealing, him and the Bronfman, Sarah Bronfman, uh, push to get him to lead Libya, that fails, their social media coup campaign. And then what ends up, we find out is that Stephen Bronfman uh, is connected hugely with SNC-Lavalin and he's the biggest fundraiser for Trudeau. And SNC-Lavalin did this, okay? They, they financed a trip for al-Sadi Qaddafi, the son of Muammar Qaddafi, to have a huge, lavish um, trip through Canada where it was Nexium-related escorts Okay, that were, it was supposed to be just this big sex, you know, giant sex vacation for El Saudi Gaddafi, Nexium, um, uh, Nexium players, Nexium sex slave cult members um, were to meet him at all the different cities he's visiting and be his escorts throughout for these uh, sexual encounters. And um, in exchange, SNC Lavalin. Um, also gave um, Libya um, huge uh, kickbacks, um, like $160 million in kickbacks to, to Al Saudi Gaddafi for giving them all the construction product uh, production in Libya, okay, and what's going on there. So as an engineering firm, you know, very much like what we saw with... Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, you know, out of, under George W. Bush, Cheney and his his company. All right. So what ends up happening is we have a, the Attorney General of Canada, Jody Wilson Raybaud. She comes out, has a press conference saying she's been prevented from prosecuting um, SNC Lavalin. Completely pressured not to prosecute. And then we have Trudeau's senior advisor, Gerald Butts having to resign um, under these these dark things about all the pay-for-play going on, very much like USAID under Hillary Clinton in the State Department with this country, of all the massive kickbacks coming from SNC-Lavalin to the Trudeau administration and pressuring the AG, much like we saw in this country, um, with Loretta Lynch and Comey, the FBI, the DOJ, not prosecuting Hillary Clinton. We have the same thing happening under Trudeau, not to prosecute the SNC-Lavalin uh, 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 company. And of course, they're trying to pin it on one rogue, what they call one rogue um, uh, you know, executive, which is a bunch of baloney, as we know. So, okay, moving on from there, just a reminder about the Bronfman's in addition. So, as I said, Claire runs Nexium, gave you know millions and millions of her dollars to the extent that her father, Edgar, actually stopped speaking to her because she was giving all her money to the sex cult. However, her father, Edgar, was for, I believe, close to 30 years, president of the World Jewish Congress and a hugely connected in New York City with Hillary Clinton. 
and that they, while he was he was in charge of this um, Holocaust survivor restoration or reclamation operation um, under the World Jewish Congress um, to do with Switzerland in trying to get all of this loot and money and everything stolen from the Jews during World War II back. But lots of dodgy stuff here and very connected to Hillary Clinton and behind the scenes, where's what's happening with all that money and where's it going, who's getting it, what's happening. And of course, we had the Bronfman sisters, Claire and Sarah, his daughters, try to hack in with Keith Ranieri of Nexium, hack into his emails, trying to get these emails with HRC to see what was going on with all of that. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make it up. I mean, you know, movies even fail to convey how disgusting it is. So I might leave it there. We're at 30 minutes. I mean, it's a long story and it goes on and on. I mean, even this, the Bronfmans being the Seagram's company, that's their big claim to fame. They're actual claim to fame under Samuel Bronfman. And I've done many videos on this, folks. You can go back and check out my old videos. Um, he was, uh, you know, a bootlegger big time during, you know, in when the U.S., they were in Canada, but in the U.S., they had a prohibition, tons of bootlegging through Chicago to do with Hillary Clinton's people, the Rodhams in Chicago. And so, as I've said so much before, these, um, these this is a crime cabal uh, families doing this with each other in unison and it's so important to remember that whether it's Pelosi and her mobster father in Maryland I mean excuse me in Baltimore um, Pelosi herself and her heroin dealing connections um, Barack Obama and his Fast and Furious I mean these people are mobster gangsters the worst of the worst in the uh, criminality um, damage to our country Sorry about this. These things across my face. It's my <laughs> there's there's uh you know little things in the windows. I'm gonna leave it there. There's more to say, but I'm going to have to get back to it. I wanted to let people know about a quick uh, little movie that's coming. A great movie uh, coming. The Vienna jeans come from Blue Eyes. So is she yeah. German? Um, <laughs> no, actually, I don't know why they named that type of rabbit a Vienna. I mean, are they indigenous to what country are they? So indigenous? Angora actually is a derivative pronunciation of Ankara, which was Turkey. Oh. So the original Angora rabbit was mm -hmm. from Turkey, um, from Ankara. I remember Turkey. that those those fabrics they they imported exotic yes, fabrics yes. that people want. Exactly. So they have been. Um, They've, they've spread around the world slowly, and again, we're talking centuries ago. And so we have three specific breeds of Angora rabbits now that you will find. Okay. Um, the German Angora is larger than this guy. Wow. <laughs> and this is the English Angora. The English Angora is a little bit smaller. They grow to about 9 to 12 pounds, depending on whether it's do a Do they hop and exercise? Or they do. They, they can't. do. Okay. Um, I have some pictures maybe I could show you, but they will get up and you beg see on their feet. back legs. She doesn't want you to see her feet. They tuck them under, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. they must know something. You could go they know something. Them, they tuck their head in those feet. Can I see? Oh my goodness! Yeah, you could probably feel her feet on your legs, right? Yeah. And they don't bite, right? Ever? No. They don't have uh, what kind of teeth do they have? Now they could bite if they wanted. They to. could, but they don't they're usually. They're very well trained, and like I said, they're so social. Hi, hi. She's beautiful. Oh, I love this.
wonderful. Is there a special, oh, Angora wool. Yeah. Right, yes. okay. So Angora comes from three different animals and wonderful. rabbits are one of them. Rabbits are the second highest quality Angora that you can get. And it doesn't, I love that it doesn't harm them. Yes. And it keeps humans warm. Exactly. It's a mutually beneficial, uh, because they'd have to, you'd have to cut it off anyway, right? Right, right. So these Angoras have been bred over generations, centuries, oh. to be wool producing. So okay. they actually, a lot like certain dogs and cats, need humans now. Wonderful. So it's a symbiotic relationship where they need us to take care of them, and we need them to produce this warm fiber that gets us through the cold winters Beautiful. on Long Island. So the, co the colors, mm -hmm. are these the two main colors that they come in, or...? So, Do they um, have other there's colors? actually three traditional colors of an Angora rabbit, okay. and that is white, brown, and black. Okay. And then depending on the genetics and how you mix and match the colors, and mommy diet. and daddy. Right, you can um, get different you can get all shades, different shades, 50 shades of gray. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can I, can I pet Absolutely. him? Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> They're very spiritual. Yes. I can feel their... Um, their vibe is like very, very sensitive. Yes. Very healing. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So do sick children also get to? Um, we don't go into areas where certain germs could be in the right, air. Right, right, obviously. Rabbits are sensitive right, to but I mean like but autism. We do therapeutics or, uh, services. We have a couple different groups of differently abled children and adults. Okay. And they learn how to groom them. Wonderful. And then they also get to spend a half an hour of physical bonding time, which is where that therapy. Any comes trivia in. about them? You know. Any trivia about them? Like well, you only pet them in certain areas, or? Sure. Well, I was just explaining to my buddy here. Do you want to show her? Show me. Show me what, 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 what? So, angora rabbits—they love to have their ears pet, and if you kind of get their ears together like this, and you gently pull back. Yeah. It puts them into like a hypnotic trance. Oh, wait, I gotta get you. Okay, so you guys know I gotta cover everything. A little bit of everything, even if, you know, no matter what I think of the individuals, if it's pertinent and something could be going on, and I don't really hear it, people reflecting on it other places, I'm gonna show it now. Benjamin Fulford, I will tell you, cracks me up with his facial expressions and how close he actually resembles Benjamin Franklin. You can line up those pictures. <laughs> if you have nothing to do, just sit down and do it. And it looks like Ben Franklin traveled to the future, and he's making funny faces to crack himself up. Like he's like an improv comedian <laughs> that takes private pictures but then posts them. I don't know. That's just my personal take on it. But um, I'm so sorry for the computerized voice. It's not as bad as most computerized voices. But let's hear what Benjamin is talking about. Here we go. Everybody, with that in mind, oh. let us now look at the latest news in the okay, yeah, let us. for the planet Earth. On this front, there is very serious brinkmanship going on between the U.S. and China in the run-up to the start of the Chinese gold-slash-oil-slash-yuan, G-O-Y trading that is rightly being seen as a threat to the petrodollar and U.S. hegemony. The U.S. reaction was to impose tariffs on $60 billion worth of Chinese imports and hire warmongering radical neocon John Bolton as national security advisor to U.S. President Donald Trump. 
The U.S. message to China was clearly, we will stop buying your stuff, cut off your Middle East oil supply, and use North Korea as an excuse to start war. The Chinese reaction, in contrast, was to seek compromise and peaceful negotiation while reminding the U.S. side that it was fully prepared for any eventuality. Despite the U.S. bluster, a quick look at the cards each side is holding makes it obvious China is likely to emerge as a pyrrhic victor in any trade war. This can be seen by taking things to an extreme and imagining the U.S. stopping all trade with China, and China dumping all of its U.S. Treasury holdings. Americans would see an immediate plunge in their living standards as they would would lose access to cheap Chinese goods, while a plunging dollar would make imports from the rest of the world more expensive. Also, it would take many years for the Americans to build factories to replace the goods it is used to getting from China, and the end result would be far more expensive. China, for its part, would lose access to U.S. soybeans and grains, but would be able to replace these with supplies from sources like Russia and Brazil. The loss of U.S. dollars earned through its trade surplus with America would also deprive China of a lot of the hard currency it has been using to enhance its power around the world. However, it is likely that China has set up the GOI trading in part to have a ready substitute for the petrodollars it would lose in a trade war with the U.S. It is interesting to note, by the way, that one of the most active traders in the first day of the Shanghai GOI trading was the Rothschild firm Glencore. It is also interesting to note that around 12 million barrels of Shanghai's most active September contract changed hands in the first 55 minutes of trade, more than the most active contract for Brent. On the surface, thus it appears the Rothschilds and their Khazarian brethren were right to side with China against the US however, if you analyze things on a deeper level, a very different picture emerges. In this one, the Rothschilds and their fellow Khazarian mafiosi face a catastrophic defeat. In reality, Pentagon sources say the trade war with China provides a cover for the U.S. military so that they can crash the stock market and confiscate trillions of dollars of stolen assets worldwide. March Madness began on March 23 as Trump reluctantly signed the $1.3 trillion omnibus spending bill to fund the military so they can drain the swamp with covert and overt operations across the globe, the Pentagon sources say. The six-month omnibus bill gives Trump carte blanche so he can fund any agency or program, or defund bad ones like the CIA or aid for Israel, the sources explain. The 2,232-page omnibus spending bill, which nobody reads, actually provides tons of money for witnesses, Gitmo, Diego Garcia, and it empowers and funds the inspector general across the government to expose crimes of the cabal, they say. In addition, the DOJ Inspector General report of 1.2M pages will reveal massive pedophilia, murder, extortion, corruption, treason, and sedition as Trump seeks the death penalty for drug traffickers like in Singapore, the sources continue. If anybody still has doubts that a purge has already begun at the highest levels, they should stop and think about the resignation of Pope Maledict, the abdication of a whole series of monarchs including the Emperor of Japan, the retirement of scores of U.S. Senators and members of Congress, and the disappearance of people like George Soros and Bill Gates, etc. Now there is a very visible attack taking place against Khazarian Mafia control of Internet giants like Facebook and Google. On this front, Pentagon sources say David Rockefeller grandson Mark Zuckerberg Amazon, you, you know, I buy. did not know that was his grandson. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I don't know. 
Weinberg is going down for spying and insider trading just as Steve Wynn, Weinberg, was forced, finally, to sell all his shares. It should be noted that Wynn, the former finance chair of the Republican Party, owned the hotels used in the mass murder event and attempted assassination of Donald Trump in Las Vegas last October. The purge in Europe is also continuing, with former French President Nicolas Sarkozy being formally charged last week with receiving illegal campaign financing from Libya. Also, French Rothschild slave President Emmanuel Macron is facing mass strikes and protests over his attempts to cut the wages of French workers in order to make his oligarch masters richer. In Italy, meanwhile, the anti-establishment Northern League and Five Star Movement parties are close to forming a government that is certain to challenge the fascist EU and its euro currency. The Khazarian Mafia, of course, have still not given up in their fanatical attempt to start World War III. In the past week they have been caught yet again fabricating poison gas attacks in Syria and the UK in an attempt to start war with Russia. CIA sources are saying that the Khazarians blackmailed US President Donald Trump to force him to hire radical neocon warmonger John Bolton as national security advisor. These sources, as well as Pentagon sources, say Bolton is damaged goods who is being blackmailed with pedophilia charges. However, the Pentagon sources say, John Bolton may not last long and has a mandate to perch while the military runs the show. Also CIA sources are also saying a Khazarian Mafia plan to replace Trump with Vice President Mike Pence is doomed to fail because Pence is one of the people who is going to be arrested on pedophilia charges. In any case, WDS sources say Bolton will serve a useful role to threaten war against Iran, and thus a cutoff of Middle Eastern oil, as a card in negotiations with Asia over the new financial system. Russian WDS members, for their part, note that Russia, along with its Turkish, Egyptian, and Iranian allies, holds a veto over any Western plan to cut off Middle Eastern oil. The Russians want world peace and friendly, law-based relations between nations, the sources say. They will not fully trust the West until the warmongering Khazarians behind the fake gas attacks, etc. are all removed from power, they say. On a final note, this writer was invited to a ceremony at the Japan Freemason headquarters near Tokyo Tower last week. This is the first time he has ever participated in such an event. The Freemasons invited him as a part of their new campaign to dispel misunderstandings about them by opening their doors to the public at large. What this writer saw was a fairly innocuous ceremony. Below is a photograph of that event. Generally speaking, the Freemasons have had a big impact on Western history because influential people got to meet and know each other at their lodges. For those who want to know more, the 97-minute video at the link below is a fairly good overview of what the Freemasons are all about. As far as this writer is concerned, it is mostly accurate except for the bit where they claim the Illuminati does not exist. The Illuminati are real and are divided into the Gnostic Illuminati, who are against bloodline rule, and the P2 Lodge Illuminati, who want a world government controlled by ancient Roman bloodlines. In any case, it looks like the Freemasons support White Dragon Society and Asian Secret Society goals of world peace and friendship between peoples. End of transcription. We are here to bring the truth. Like passports, how to deal with your money, how to dress. How, how much suitcases are you taking with you? Usually I take one roller and one backpack. One roller and one backpack. Half light. Yes, half light. And you'd be amazed at how much you can buy on. Because you're buying stuff there, right? And yes. you need to have room to bring exactly. stuff home. I mean, I just went to Iceland and I wanted to buy an Icelandic sweater, so I didn't bring an extra sweater. How was Iceland?
really? What is it? The seafood was like amazing, or food was amazing. The people were so generous, oh. and the, the sights. I mean, you were stopping constantly. I mean, where you put? You can't just the landscape. Oh wow! So you drove there. Do they drive on the same side like we do? Okay, okay. Lovely. Thank you so much. What's the name of your the cruise planners? Brought to you by American Express today. Thank you so much. Someone explain that to me. Did she? Go and Google it for yourselves. Has she ever said a negative word about him? And if not, now you know why. So let me get this straight. Jason Black insisting that Kamala Harris actually represent black people if she's going to ask for the black vote. That's sexist, vile, and disrespectful to womanhood. Robert R. Kelly with the underage girls lined up outside of his tour bus you have never called him sexist, vile, and disrespectful to womanhood. I think it's a legitimate question to ask exactly who is Monique Presley representing when she opens her mouth and talks? I don't know. Bill Cosby's former lawyer, Monique who Preston, who had a lot to say to me this week. She had a lot to say to me this week. After I showed her that story about her getting $50,000 from R. Kelly, she hasn't had anything else to say to me. By the way, after I showed her that story, she ain't had nothing else to say. As I said, I don't need 30 days for people. But if you go and take a look at Barack Obama's interviews, he said the word folks all the time. And if you listen to Cory Booker, he keeps using this word folks. Now, folks isn't really a word that white people use. It's a word that black folk use. White people don't really use the word folks. They use the word people. Black people, because most of us came from the South originally, used the word folks. And you know this Cory Booker from Newark, New Jersey, he's co-opting Obama's vocabulary. This guy here, if Kamala Harris is an embarrassment, this fella's a full-blown disaster. Talking about folks. And I couldn't help but notice he just wears that word folks out. So... Anyway, to remind you here, Roland Martin told you all that he understood the black agenda. And the question he asked Cory Booker is, are you going to run for president in 2020? If you only got one question to ask, because you know Tom has a habit of kicking folk off his show if they ask something. Cory told you all that this was the hardball questioning. This was the serious representing a black agenda questioning that he was going to ask. Hey, Senator Booker, are you going to run for president? Now, who saw that question coming? I'm sure that one took you all out of left field. I'm sure that shocked all of you. Average than ever before, and you said you were going to fix it. 
he's gonna tell you, well, no, I actually didn't say that. But, 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 but you, 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 you said, I said I wanted to reignite the moral imagination of who we can be as a people. And that's exactly what I did. Brothers and sisters, this is seriously how villainously dishonest these individuals are. Feeling left out, uh, folks are uh, feeling left behind, and I, I think too many they people are being left think behind. They should give EBT cards with thousands of dollars to people that aren't United States citizens, and then telling black people they need to vote for you, and you're not doing nothing for them. Uh, are stronger than the thing holding us together. I'm running for president to change that, to reignite our sense of possible, what's possible, and reignite the moral imagination of what we can become together. Now, please remember, last week I played for you where Roland Martin said that Barack Obama needed to come back and talk to black radio. You need to come and, quote, talk to home. And he specifically referenced Tom Joyner's morning show as the forum for talking to black people in black radio and, quote, talking to home. That was literally what Roland said. Now, this is Cory Booker on the Tom Joyner morning show announcing that he's running for president. Does he sound like he's talking to black people? Oh, no. Uh, in decades. So I believe uh, that the history of this country is a testimony to the achievement of the impossible if we stand together, and that's why I'm in. And give everything to everybody else. I've <laughs> never seen Cory Booker with a black woman. I've never seen it. I wouldn't hold your breath. Out called, um, oh, let's find that for you. Thanks for your patience. It is. Darn, I can't find it. It's called, I think it's called, um, uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell you next time. Sorry about that. But it's a great documentary about how, um, you know what? I'm going to save it for next time. I'm going to do a whole thing about lithium batteries, about energy, and how how the cabal controls our energy and why lithium batteries, why smart meters, smart control ties us into the Luciferian agenda so intensely and about taking away all of our freedoms. I'll get to it next time, but I will end with this. We have Kevin Spacey, whose real name is Kevin Fowler. He's been accused by a dozen uh, young men in the last couple years of sexual assault. Well, the case that's going on in Nantucket, Massachusetts, it's still happening. And this is um, where, where he literally stuck his hands down this busboy's pants and bought him drinks. He was 18 years old, tried to get him drunk, tried to get him to come back to his hotel. His mother, you know, pushed for there to be prosecution. And his attorney, attorney is Mitchell um, Garabedian, and he was central in, if you've ever seen the Spotlight movie about um, exposing the abuse of the church, exposing the abuse in Boston of the archdiocese and um, uh, everything going on there. Um, this is the same lawyer that, that worked on that. And so um, this woman, her, she was a former Boston TV news anchor. Her name's Heather Unruh. And her son basically said he was absolutely molested by Spacey. Um, 
as an 18 year old and um, plied with alcohol. Now Spacey is saying that he wants to try to wrap this as being some media stunt on the mother's part and that he's you know going after every email every attorney uh document every every everything to try to say that this is um you know this is just a media stunt on the mother's part so folks yeah yeah that's i'm sure it's real fun for her she's like i want to go out there and just you know have my son and myself have to deal with the fact that we were preyed upon by some uh, sicko, um, uh, we all know about Kevin Spacey, his father, his family history, his father's weird Nazi fetish, the abuse of him and his brother. And, um, you know, this is the sign of what can happen of generations of abuse. And, uh, gosh, wouldn't you think just come clean, you know, just come clean and like get it over with, with like, you know, finding some place of healing in your life instead of being a total scumbag. We're going to leave it there, folks. TGIF, I hope you have fun this weekend. Do more of what you love to do. That raises your energy, your happiness, your vibration. Um, you know, prayer wave, 6 p.m. And uh, putting positivity out there is what makes the difference. It just does. I know there's a lot of hard news, but knowing about the hard news, you know what that means? It means we're free to know um, the reality of life and to say no to it. Uh, it means we're grown-ups and we can set an example for how kids and people that really can't deal with stuff can approach things and make a difference and actually do things, not just hear about it. Here we go, going into some adrenochrome stuff. A hormone that retards aging. This works in humans. Has kept a woman living more than twice her normal span of life. She's 152 years old. Where did she get this? A plant that comes from Africa. 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 Oh, no! Now, she also mentioned another substance, which, when mixed with this, will actually make old people young again. Oh, my God. It's like Rapunzel's mother on crack. This old movie. It's called the 1960 Adrenochrome and Melatonin Youth Cocktail. And to the stars, people, with Casey. He's adding the pineal hormone to the
my people. When I die, you too shall die. Put your hands up. Help me. June, don't touch me. Sick. Just so happened to be the 188th day of the year with 177 remaining in the year. And this film was all about epinephrine, adrenochrome harvest Who of knew? the pineal gland. Who knew? Now this is interesting because there is a link between epinephrine and the pineal gland. You see, they've known about this for a very long time, even long before 1960. We see all the usual characters. Mala, which plays Malik or Moloch, and the Nipe, N-I-P-E, which is the reverse form of the word Epin, which is the first four letters in the word Epinephrine, which also encodes the word Peniel. It's all there. So is there a link between adrenochrome and the pineal gland? Uninformed people keep trying to correct me when I link the pineal gland to adrenochrome. But here are the facts. Adrenochrome is a byproduct of epinephrine. And according to this study and a few others, increased stress or fear causes the adrenal glands to flood the pineal gland with adrenaline, which is epinephrine that degrades into adrenochrome. The pineal gland even produces its own small amount of adrenaline. Now it's widely known that the pineal gland produces melatonin. So if one were to harvest the pineal gland at the height of fear and stress, they would get the melatonin and adrenochrome of the frightened victim all in one dose which is exactly what we saw depicted in this film, The Leech Woman. Take care and be safe, you guys. Hey guys, Enter the Stars. Welcome to the show today. I'm a bit concerned about uh, some Truth Channel's ability to actually look at the facts and what is happening is that it's in turn inadvertently discrediting channels like this who are looking for the truth now we're going to look at some actual scientific studies today about the effects of a genochrome on the human mind because apparently there's a big pink elephant in the room that people are in denial about what adrenochrome really is I'm not trying to start a channel war or anything like this, but this video by the Truther Girls has been circulating, which is a friend. Uh, I consider them a friend. Her husband's really cool, and I think she's cool. But she's saying that adrenochrome is not causing any type of hallucinations, and therefore the elite probably don't want it. But we're going to show you some scientific evidence, some studies that were done by psychiatrists, people who have degrees in this type of thing, who have actually tried and taken adrenochrome. I'm going to show you what their results have been. We're also going to talk about cocaine because this links into it as well. 
this isn't going to be a very long show, but let's just make sure this is all muted up. I think we were getting an echo. Sorry about that. Um, but before we get into this, what I do want to talk to you about is the fact that even though Adrenochrome is in expired EpiPens, the grade of that Adrenochrome and because it is synthetic, because the epinephrine in those pens is synthetically derived, is only comparable to real adrenochrome, actual physical adrenochrome from a human host. It's not going to be the same thing. So if you're going to try to take an expired EpiPen and use it as to get high, it's not going to be anything like what real adrenochrome from a real human host is. It, it may have some similar properties, they're bioequivalent, but one is synthetic and one is real. And so, of course, before we went down this rabbit hole of adrenochrome on this channel, I researched all this and I've shown you clips and bits and pieces of it in my videos. But as you guys know, when you watch my videos, you really need to read what's on the screen. A lot of you will just listen to my videos and that's great. But you really need to read what's on the screen because I am showing you evidence. Sometimes in the comments section, I'll get people that are dismissing the information because they haven't actually read the, inf the proof that I put forward. So here's one article. This is uh, International Review of Neurobiology, the effect of adrenochrome and androlutin on the behavior of animals and the psychology of man. And the summary of this particular article talks about adrenochrome and its effects on animals and man. And at the end of this summary, it says that the actual, um, sorry, snow plows outside, the effects induced are similar to that in schizophrenia. Now I'm going to go in a little bit more detail because I did get access to a second article we're just going to put all this out there right up front. Okay, guys. This one's called the Adrenochrome Hypothesis in Psychiatry. This was put together by several of these, uh, these um, PhDs in psychiatry. And they talk about the effects of adrenochrome on the heart. Apparently, adrenochrome is cardiotoxic, which means it affects the heart. And they talk about how this is linked into cocaine. Let's read in here. The research in cardiology shows that adrenaline is very readily oxidized into adrenochrome in the human body. Adrenochrome is toxic to myocardial tissue. This is heart tissue. And may be responsible for fibrillation and sudden death under stress. Myocardial tissue is very high in the enzyme which oxidizes adrenaline to adrenochrome. So what they're saying here is that adrenochrome is also cardiotoxic. And it says that cocaine blocks two of the enzyme systems the body normally uses to destroy adrenaline. This means that there's more adrenaline floating through your body when you take cocaine. Okay, thus forcing more of it into the adrenochrome pathway. Is this the explanation for sudden death associated with cocaine abuse? So if the elite are willing to do cocaine at risk of their heart suddenly stopping, 
to increase their adrenochrome, then why wouldn't they take adrenochrome and just cut to the chase? Um, it seems like the True to Girl video actually tried to suggest that why would they take adrenochrome when they can't get high off of it. But I'm going to show you that they actually can get high off of it. It says here, vitamin B3, niacin or niacinamide. Okay, so if you are around the elite and you see that they have this fascination with its vitamin B3 shots, this could be why. Because they could be abusing adrenochrome and they want to protect their heart. It says here that vitamin B3 protects brain tissue against some of the toxic effects of adrenochrome, such as EEG changes. Okay, and this would be your heart changes and schizophrenic-like symptoms. Now, we're gonna get into later in this article, you're gonna actually hear the experience that these PhDs had when they took adrenochrome and what it did to them. It says here, in our opinion, all patients with Parkinsonism should be taking vitamin B3. It will not protect them from ataxia and tremor, but will prevent psychiatric changes. Okay, so this B3 is somehow protective of these symptoms. Let's get into this. Are the aminochromes hallucinogens? So they look at three different ones. They look at, uh, let's see, of the three aminochromes have been tested for hallucinogenic properties, they tested adrenochrome, androlutin, and leukoadrenochrome, leuco okay? The first two are hallucinogens, but the third is not. So, adrenochrome and androlutin are hallucinogens. These are byproducts of epinephrine as it degrades in the body. On the contrary, it is a very effective anti-anxiety compound, okay, blah, blah, blah. The evidence of these conclusions is available in the hallucinogens by Hofferman Osmond. So there's another reference to dig into this about the effects of adrenochrome. The reactions induced by adrenochrome and by androlutin are somewhat different. Androlutin causes changes which are more subtle with fewer perceptual illusions. It tends to flatten mood more and its effect lasts longer. Whereas adrenochrome causes more perceptual changes, but they are rarely pronounced as those caused by LSD, okay? So there are perceptual changes. Its effect may last a long time. It produce, this is adrenochrome, it produces a two-week paranoid depression in one of us, AH, which is one of the doctors who put together the study, and a one-week paranoid depressive reaction with visual illusions this would be hallucinations in an, a distinguished colleague of ours now this is just one of many studies that document that adrenochrome is a drug okay this isn't just me saying it this isn't some rumor this isn't some wild conspiracy about adrenochrome and the elite wanting it there have been studies that they can't run from. These studies have been published. Okay? So they can't run from this, but they can try to whitewash it and make you think that it's no big deal. Nothing to see here move along. So I have serious questions about channels that are trying to whitewash adrenochrome. 
this is very real and we've also showed it from a, an occult perspective how they're hiding this pink adrenochrome in these kids films and cartoons and things like this and these soccer balls we how we found the adrenochrome molecule in the soccer ball and i believe this is where some of this pushback is coming from There's some channels have kind of tried to whitewash this for whatever reasons maybe they didn't discover it maybe it's just too hard for them maybe they just don't know maybe they just didn't do the proper research but with five minutes of research i was able to find studies on the effect of adrenochrome and what it does and it does cause hallucinations not as bad as lsd and now every time we get a little bit more information about it we thank casey for his hard work but let's hear something really positive also from casey it's called um, proof we each have a star in heaven we're ready for that. I know I'm ready for that. Now what you're looking at is a view from Kenya, Africa. And standing okay. at exactly the equator, the stars in the middle of your view, the middle of the zenith, will move in exactly a straight line. But when you look to the right of the sky, the, the stars will travel in a direction opposite then this side over here on this side one is going counterclockwise and one is going clockwise and in the middle it's going straight up and down how can this be somehow the image that we're seeing in the sky is a reflection or a refraction which completely explains the reversal of the moon being upside down the sun being upside down the stars moving in the opposite direction in the southern hemisphere Let's take a look. Now a round earth cannot create this effect as far as I know. What we're looking at is a mirror effect of some kind or a refraction of some kind of lens. Now this is interesting. This was a post by Casey Chan. I'm going to play a portion of this video. This will blow your mind. Go ahead. This is taken inside of a perfect mirror globe as if you were standing inside a reflecting mirror that surrounded you like a sphere. I don't have all the answers, you guys, but I know what I see when I look at this image. And what we're looking at is reflections and refractions of an image. And we don't see this miracle with stop motion photography that is happening before our eyes. This is the image through a raindrop and it is completely turned upside down. And when you start to think of things in these terms, then you start to understand that maybe we're looking at a reflection. Let's take a look at this short video. But don't get too enamored with your reflection because mirrors don't show you as you really are. Okay, what this man was demonstrating is that when you're standing in exactly the middle of this mirror globe that you see your face fully in your reflection but then when you step away from it from the center backwards you flip upside down but when you approach the side of the mirror from the middle inside you are right side up 
So in effect, it is mimicking the image that we're seeing here as we're looking at the night sky from the equator only. When you're in the Northern Hemisphere, the stars go only one direction and they spin. And if you were to step over a few feet in the Southern Hemisphere, they spin in the opposite direction. Here is another image of the ball of water in weightlessness in space. And they are showing that it actually turns things up. I looked at some scriptures in the Bible to see if I could get any more clues. And it says here, or darkness that can, can't see and abundance of water cover thee. Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold the height of the stars, how high they are. And thou sayest, how does God know? Can he judge through the dark cloud? Thick clouds are a covering to him that he seeth not. And he walketh in the circuit of heaven. Now this is the King James Version. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Are there some kind of waters above the heavens that are reflecting this image to us? If any of you have any experience with lenses and uh, domes, mirrors, that would create this kind of effect on a given surface, please come forward and let's brainstorm and talk about it. So I dug a little deeper into the scriptures and I saw how Lucifer fell from heaven, possibly as a star. And how he said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Maybe in this water region that we just saw in the last verse, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now, for those of you that believe in God and have faith in Jesus Christ in the Bible and take it as the indelible doctrine of the creator, the Bible is clear and God doesn't make mistakes. The sun is what stands still, not the earth. If the earth was rotating around the sun, he would say that the earth stood still and that that is what caused the sun to stop in the sky. Instead, in these three Bible verses, the sun and the moon stand still in their habitation. Not the earth stops spinning. Again, God doesn't make mistakes. Now let's get into the book of Enoch and see what it has to say. And Enoch confirms here that it is the stars and the moon and the sun that are moving, not the earth. By his oath, the sun and moon complete their progress, never swerving from the command given to them forever and ever. By this oath, the stars complete their progress. We see clearly here that everything exists on winds, and that is what governs the movement of heavenly bodies, as well as the clouds of the earth. They're on separate wind tracks, as it says here. I surveyed the receptacles of all the winds, perceiving that they contributed to adorn the whole creation and to preserve the foundation of the earth. I surveyed the stone which supports the corners of the earth. Now it uses the word corners. So we have to be careful here. 
I also beheld the four winds which bear up the earth and the firmament of heaven. And I beheld the winds occupying the exalted sky, the heavens, arising in the midst of heaven and of earth and constituting the pillars of heaven. I saw the winds which turned the sky, which caused the orb of the sun and all of the stars to set or to move around the sky. And over the earth, I saw the winds which support the clouds. So the two separate wind tracks. I perceived at the extremity of the earth that firmament of heaven above it. Then I passed on toward the south. So he started in the north and he saw the firmament of heaven. Firmament of heaven, which means heaven is firm just like the earth is firm. Then I passed on toward the south. Then he gives more descriptions of what he saw in the south. Now this is interesting because Enoch talks about the stars and that this place until the consummation of heaven and earth will be the prison of the stars and the host of heaven. Up above this firmament, the stars which roll over the fire, over fire are those which transgressed the commandment of God before their time arrived, for they came not in their proper season. Therefore was he offended with them and bound them until the period of the consummation of, the, of their crimes in the secret year. So basically, there is a time where there will be a consummation between heaven and earth. And we know that. And the firmament between us will be erased, is what Enoch is saying here. Which is, to me, it's fascinating. Because it could explain how the image of the stars is reflected. And we are seeing an image of it rather than the actual stars themselves. And as we read on in Enoch we see the truth about why the heavens were made. They were made for us so that we could see God's glory. They were made for man, not for the universe and infinite planets and infinite other things. It was made for man. And that there were three heavenly gates. It says here, Through each of these small gates, the stars of heaven passed on and proceeded toward the west by a path which was seen by them, and that at every period of their appearance, when I beheld them, I blessed every time is which they appeared. I blessed the Lord of glory, who had made these great and splendid signs, that they might display the magnificence of his works to angels and to the souls of men and that these might glorify all his works and operations, might see the effect of his power, might glorify the great labor of his hands and bless him forever. And here is the hope, and here is why we are a little bit different. In the presence, in his presence he existed and has revealed to the saints and to the righteous the wisdom of the Lord of spirits. For he has preserved the lot of the righteous because they have hated and rejected the world of iniquity and have detested all its works and ways in the name of the Lord of spirits. We don't love this world. We love the Lord of the spirits, God. And for that, we will be hated. And in those last days, the saints and the chosen shall undergo a change. The light of day shall rest upon them and the splendor and glory of the saints shall be changed. And the day 
of trouble, evil shall be heaped up upon sinners, but the righteous shall triumph in the name of the Lord of spirits. Oh. Others shall be made to see that they must repent and forsake the works of their hands, and that glory awaits them, not in the presence of the Lord of spirits, yet that by his name they be saved. The Lord of spirits will have compassion on them, for great is his mercy, and righteousness is in his judgment, in the presence of his glory, nor in his judgment shall iniquity stand. He who repents not before him shall perish. Henceforth I will not have mercy on them, saith the Lord of spirits. So everyone will be given a final chance to see the miracle of God's glory before the end. And the thoughts of those who dwell on the earth shall transgress within them, and they shall be perverted in all their ways. They shall transgress and think themselves gods, while evil shall be multiplied among them. And the punishment shall come upon them, so that all of them shall be destroyed. Now just before this verse, Enoch talks about how everything in the sky is going to change and that the seasons will be late and fruit won't bear from trees. Now anytime we hear a star falling in heaven or the book of Enoch, it falls from heaven to earth. How can that be if the stars are billions of miles away and could fall and destroy planets? How can that be that these stars fall from heaven to earth? all the time in the book of Enoch in the Bible. And here, Enoch tells us what the stars are, all called by their respective names. In a righteous balance I saw it, he weighed out their light, the amplitude of their places in the day of their appearance and their conversion. Splendor produced splendor, and their conversion was into the number of angels and of the faithful we and the angels are represented in the stars then i inquired of the angel who proceeded with me and explained to me secret things what their names were he answered a similitude of those has the lord of spirits shown me they are the names of the righteous who dwell upon the earth and who believe in the name of the Lord of spirits forever and ever. Now we can understand why the morning star signified the coming of Jesus. And now we can understand why Lucifer fell like lightning from heaven. And there was a time when all the morning stars sang together, or all the stars sang together in heaven before the fall of Lucifer. Do you see how all this can start to fit together? And now as you view the image of the inside of a spoon and the outside of the spoon, and you realize that they spin or are in opposite directions, I now want you to look at this papyrus symbol, ancient Egyptian, and imagine that this is one spoon, the outer edge, and that this is the other image with the inner spoon and that one is going the other direction than the other. But at the equator, at this line, they appear to be going straight across. And here, they're moving in one direction. And down here, they're moving in another. 
this is ancient Egyptian papyrus. Did they know something that we don't? Yes, they did. Take care and be safe, guys. We all minister in our own ways. But hearing information like that affirms me every time. Kyla Powers Radio. Kyla Powers Radio. We're just going to go in uh, from the black perspective of what they're thinking about some of what these Democrats are up to. We're going to go right in the middle of this guy called the Black Authority on YouTube. He cracks me up. He could do Blexit all by himself. But he's going to tell all of us that this is not speaking to specific groups. So black folk can't expect a tweet like this from Kamala Harris. We can't expect a statement like... Oh, let me like, read it. It says, Kamala Harris, passing the Equality Act won't end discrimination against sex orientation. Whoa. And gender identity. It's a pivotal in ending homophobia and transphobia and moving our culture towards being more inclusive and respectful. So it's basically some people's rights are important and other people's are not important. That's basically it. She's telling you, he's telling you where he's coming from. Here we go. Kamala Harris at this point. But gays and transgenders, they can expect this. But if we insist on her making a statement like this for us, then we're in the wrong. Okay, so basically he's saying that people like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and Obama included um, have no problems coming out, spelling out what they're going to do for the LGBTQ agenda. But if it comes to black people saying, okay, you want our vote, what are you going to do for the black community? Then they say, uh, we're not going to do anything. You should just support us because of our race. And I think there's a lot of people that are taking a pause on that. I don't know. That's what it sounds like he's saying. But Monique Presley talks about women and nobody else, which Kind of makes you wonder why Bill, kind of sheds a little light on why Bill Cosby might be spending the rest of his life in prison. She was Bill Cosby's lawyer. She talks about women and nobody else. Interesting. You know, when she first came out as Cosby's attorney, everybody was talking about she seemed pretty bright and everything. Now we find out that, oh, no, she's not what she tries to pass herself off as. And if you ask any questions and just scratch right below the veneer, all of a sudden you see, oh, wait a minute, there's all kinds of things wrong with this lady. Understanding what some people are talking about is understand, is understand, you got is understanding is understand is understanding is understanding what some people are talking about what they're asking for and it is this whole deal and again i go back to the obama effect there are a significant number of people and let me say this this is not just hotel it's not just ados it's not just first of all ados is fake i hope you all know that ADOS means that you can be deported because you are supposedly saying you are from Africa. Wake it up, idiots. Nationalist. Not I'm sorry, I don't mean to call anybody. There are a names. lot of African-Americans who are on Capitol Hill. There's, there's very few African-Americans. Obama is an African-American. If your family has been here, 
more generations and from before and they were not we know the transatlantic slave trade is fake then you are american american and you better find out what your real heritage is because ancestry.com is not going to tell you you better do it for your own sake instead what of listening to these people with senator kamala harris what you're going to see with senator Corey what you potentially will see with former attorney general eric Holder, oh, no. what you would have seen with governor of all patrick are black folks saying we screwed up we were quiet for eight years we sat here and mobilized and raised money and knocked on doors because we got hyped about a black president. And I long said, and again, feel free to go pull the tape. Oh, uh, we I already have. For a long time. <laughs> we already <laughs> have. Only one. Oh, no. We already have, Roland. You have had years to say this. He interviewed all these people in the Obama White House. He, you heard him last week when I told you he was calling out, calling up all these people, Valerie Jarrett and whatnot. Never said any of this, Roland. So, no, you're not going to sit up here at the last minute here and try to fabricate black credentials for yourself that you didn't have. Buddy, you ain't put in no work, and that's why nobody's listening to what you got to say now. Who were left at the inauguration parade looking like this here. We got a first black, we got a, a black first family. Now, everybody else left. Now, I told y'all, in the first 60 days, LGBT community gave Obama a 54-page agenda for what they wanted. Black organizations, and don't act like, I don't know what I'm talking about because I was there. <laughs> Five years after Obama's first election, gathered at a hotel across the street, Washington Hilton, where they assembled to put together their black agenda. Then took nine months typing it up before we got a copy of it. Who the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Who in the hell is Roland talking about right now? He's not talking to us. Who the hell is he talking about? In the first 60 days, LGBT community gave Obama a 54-page agenda for what they wanted. Now, first of all, do you hear this fat fraudulent liar? He's talking about the LBGT gave him a 60-page agenda. Brothers and sisters, you listened to Barack Obama when he talked to, who's that, Ta-Nehisi Coates? Uh, he sat there and told Ta-Nehisi, we can't get reparations. He sat there and told Ta-Nehisi, what about reparations? Oh, you can't get that. So, Roland, you lying fat ass. You're lying wow. your ass off. No, but so the question is, if Obama said he couldn't do it then... Why are Kamala and Booker and certain people all of a sudden pushing reparations and telling people that they're just that pushing the uh, transatlantic slave trade again? So they know that they have no credibility with the black community. So they're going to bribe them with reparations to accomplish this. Basically, that's what I'm hearing because I don't have all day to play this video. Healthcare, no, we didn't get healthcare. They passed healthcare. I, what good is healthcare when you meet Darren, Officer Darren Wilson? What good is healthcare when you meet Officer Michael Slager? What good is healthcare when you meet Officer Betty Shelby? What good is healthcare when you meet Officer Geronimo Yanez? 
which one is more important. This is what I mean. They can sit here on the panel and they know what it is that our issues are. And their job is to try to shame us into not actually wanting it. And she's saying, well, there were some things that disproportionately helped you. Okay, but do you know this? And I said this on Twitter, by the way. Let me go ahead and load this up right here. Because we're going to go ahead and put you out there on Front Street for it here, Monique. Oh. And it's everybody should have rights. Blacks, LGBTQ, every... People are out here dying. And you want me to talk, talk like... about well, it. You see what it is, brothers and sisters. Read from Philippians 3.19. Man, if you don't get on with that mess... <laughs> yes, you can call me the angry black man. In the words of James Baldwin, uh, well, I'm sorry, in the words of uh, Roscoe, if, you, if you're not angry, you're out your damn mind. You're out of your damn mind. You're damn right I'm angry about it. You're damn right. You better believe it. some fundamental issues. First of all, one of, one of the most chaotic decisions they made came with Parent Plus decision. And when they made it, it came down in August. 2012 that led to upwards of 15,000 HBCU students not being able to come back, led to significant funding shortages of those HBCUs that they still are having. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Black folks not doing it with Obama and then being frustrated by saying what happened. I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. Final Did Roland ever speak like this when Obama was in office? That's what I'm asking. Did he ever talk like this when Obama was in office? If you knew that Obama was not fulfilling what black folk needed, where was Roland to say it then? Talking about the tarp money and everything else. Roland, where the hell were you, Mr. 11 black newspapers and radio stations and lemonade stands? Where were you all this time, Roland? Where were you? All this time, when did you say this? He's literally had years. Did he ever say this when Obama was standing there? No. Now he's going to try to run up at the last minute. I was, I was with y'all the whole time. I was with you the whole time. <laughs> Even promotions and access who got passed over because they were not sleeping with Willie Brown. And take a look at what Monique Presley said. I hope they're somewhere planning to pounce on your sexist, vile, oh, disrespectful no. to womanhood self. Are you serious? This was her response to me saying, what about the women who got passed over? If you all think this Me Too crap is about women, she just showed you it ain't a damn thing about women. Ain't it no is about individuals who are shameless, avaricious, and are completely concerned about their own benefits. This is Bill Cosby's former attorney, Monique Presley, telling me that I was vile and disrespectful to women because I said, why is it that Kamala Harris, what about all the women that Kamala Harris trampled and prevented them from getting promotions because she was willing to sleep with the boss? Oh, no. And she said that that's sexist. Ah! join me in saying that no woman should have to compete against another woman willing to sleep with the boss she said in look at it in capital letters no i will not this is your history this is your legacy monique presley this is your legacy now i couldn't help but go back to what she had said before i couldn't help but to go back to this 
but we skipping it. Principles and my ethics are for sale. And that, brothers and sisters, is why you have not, have not, haven't heard a single damn word from Monique Presley about Robert Kelly. You haven't heard her say a single word about R. Kelly. In all these years, go back through her Twitter. Go back and Google it and see if you can find Monique Presley ever saying a negative word about R. Kelly. Show me if you can. Go back and go look it up for yourselves and tell me if you can find a single story where she said something negative about R. Kelly. I've never seen him angling to show off his black woman. At least, at least Willie Brown's effete self has been able to do it. Uh, That's none of our business. Left behind, who feel like they're working harder and Let's harder, but having more months at the end of their money than money at the end of their month. That's why I'm standing up and fighting. And at the end of the day, I want to be judged not by my race, not by my gender, but by the content of my character, the spirit I want to bring to this nation, and also by the quality of my ideas. In one interview, he's trying to check them all and failing miserably. Why, four more years of Donald Trump. Okay, now, this is it. Roland Martin is back up at bat. His first question was a strikeout at the very beginning. He struck out and asked Corey, are you running in 2020? That's the biggest open secret in America, damn it. Everybody knows he's running in 2020. You asked that question and they took him off the stage, so... Roland Raspy Voice Martin is back up at bat. <laughs> Mr. I know what a he, he makes fun of these guys. So many Americans, whether they're LGBTQ or uh, 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 black folks, and uh, everybody's got to know uh, that I'm, I'm running, uh, really, not to beat anybody. I'm running to unite people. Now, did you notice when he said that also the massive increase in attacks on gays and black people? I hope he's not counting the Jussie Small A thing. Who is, who is responsible for the attacks, the massive increase in attacks on black people? Who's responsible for that? Can anyone tell me when it comes to racial crimes, who is the number one offender against black people tell me i'll give you all a minute here live or recorded think about this for a few moments who's the number one offender when it comes to racial attacks against black people come on get to it i'll have all day of course it's white supremacists but where new jersey because it's white supremacy is- I don't know what he's gonna say, I don't know. Night people, because I know that when we stand together, uh, when we work together, we can rise together. And let me tell you this. It, it, Why is it, I'm asking everyone, anyone that is asking for your vote, why can you not ask what is it that you're gonna do for my community? The Latino community says to whoever they want, okay, you want our vote? What do you what what are what are you gonna do for us? Every demographic can say. Uh, uh, white people wanted to know from Obama. You know, are you gonna what? How are you gonna do this? 
And he said, I'm going to govern for everybody. Okay, but then he wasn't, he was only specific about one community. And he only achieved goals for one community. I want every, I want all the goals for all the communities covered. But why is it wrong if black people are being asked to give their vote to black candidates? Why can't they say, well, what are you going to do to fix the problems in the black? I know white people are probably happy to be like, what are you going to do to, to fix the problems in your own community? You being there does not fix everything in the black community, especially if you do absolutely nothing. This, it's a game being played, people, and it hurts everybody if we don't wake the hell up showing the worst of who we are but by the best and i only know one way as we were all told by assaulting people oh. in the bathrooms my point is that was legal i don't even know how lgbt backs him assaulting people in the bathroom i don't know and it's the same story for black people everywhere it's the same story for black people everywhere what Brothers and sisters, you can legally racially profile us. And the reason that they don't profile these other people is these other people tell you, you can't mess with my group. Hello. They don't sit up here saying we're Americans. You can't mess with Americans. They say you can't mess with my group. Well... The old black media is in his coffin, and I did tonight's program to let you know that them or their surrogates, hello, Monique Presley, Bakari Sellers, and all the rest who were going at me this week, we know we got you scared, we know we got you shook, and I'm about to tell you it's about to get 10 ton times worse. Oh, no. I wanted to announce right here on the broadcast that tomorrow night, You've heard from the phony dead old black media. You've heard from the fossils like Tom Joyner. And they ain't did nothing for you. So the street is calling out to us and we're going to respond to the streets. So oh, tomorrow no, night, streets. here at the Black Channel. Taking it to the street. I hope I don't jump the gun too much here. But I want to announce that tomorrow night, we have set up to do a special simul- Listen, he's got a gazillion shows. We'll be going in with him. I hope this has been a fundamental for everyone of all demographics to see how everyone is not being uh, represented and how there's a lot of misrepresentation, misappropriation and misrepresentation going on and um, accountability is out the window. And then eight years later, you say, oh, 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 did you miss that? Oh, 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 how'd you miss that? Yeah, we missed it. But I think there's a lot of people waking up. It's I'm not saying anything revolutionary. This is not shocking. This is not shocking. This is the obvious. This is the obvious. But you're not going to hear talking heads on, most talking heads on TV say what you just heard. And that's why... I don't know. You're going to hear things you never heard on Kyla Powers Radio.
put the needle on the record when the drum beat goes like this. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, dance.